Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks live on Edmonton Sports Talk. I'm Devin Davidson, your host. With me, as always, Bruce Gunther. Good evening. Our man, Tyler Holman. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you guys? Good, good. You know what? For the first time probably ever, um, you were ready to go, and I didn't send a, I didn't send you a link. So <laughs> I was just hanging out here by myself. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Uh, here we are on the Hacks Hangout Wednesday night, missing what is... So far, a pretty putrid effort from the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, boy. Uh, I should mention before we get too far along here that we are a proud member of the Heavy Hockey Network. If you want to, make sure you f- head over to the YouTube channel uh, at Heavy Hockey, subscribe, and don't miss Oilers Live Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, of course, like obviously, we're running on Wednesday nights. And then uh, throughout the regular season, we are going to be uh, releasing our Sunday night episode. So make sure you subscribe on your podcast directory of choice. And if you want to follow us on social media at FH Hacks, uh, we're on threads, we're on Instagram. And of course, you can check us out on our website, fantasyhockeyhacks.com. Uh, tonight is another all hacks affair, which we always enjoy. So no worries there, but we're going to have another guest lined up for next week. Um, things are just a little hectic with the Thanksgiving weekend. And so here we are. Um, tonight we're going to go over hacks highlights and ask the hacks. And we may have a couple topics we can dive into if you have some time later on in the show, but there's a lot of stuff to cover here, guys, in terms of, uh, news from around the league. So let's, let's start with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, before you guys start flying off the handle for tonight's game, (laughs) there's a couple small pieces of news here we want to talk about. So, uh, on Sunday, the Oilers did wave Raphael Lavoie, uh, Lane Peterson and Ben Gleason, there's a lot of sentiment online that those guys, or at least a couple of them, had uh, potentially earned spots on the roster. Obviously, guys like Deherney and uh, others are ahead of them. So, And they cleared it anyway, so I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Jack Campbell, we were all jacked about Jack, and here he is. Are they still just down two goals? Because I'm a little bit behind on the game right now. Yeah, it's still 2 nothing. They're into yeah. the intermission now. I'm going to say this. That pass from Pedersen to Garland was very nice. Pretty nice. Um, very nice. Phil. You can't, you can't pass a puck better than that. It was crazy. So, and even Garland, Garland's hands in tight there to forehand, backhand that and still get it over the pad. It's great. None of, none of the goals, the first two, are really Campbell's fault. Besser's no. shot was a snipe, put it right in a tight window. And that pass was insane. So, not a good start, though. Not a good start. No. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Tyler. I'm not mad at Campbell for either one of those goals, but uh, pretty nice plays from the Canucks. It, you know, I was really interested to hear Dry Settle talk about the Canucks a few weeks ago when he did his interview with um, 32 Thoughts, and and he was complimenting the Canucks and saying how they've got a lot of the pieces you look for in a in a very competitive hockey club, and. Here we are down to nothing, right? Like some of those guys, Besser, we knew or we expected to have a bounce back season. Um, I'll say I grabbed him in fantasy in at least one league, and that's paying off just fine. Um, Quinn Hughes, I think we kind of know what he is, and and Bruce, I know I know you love Houston Pedersen. I do, I love him, but Tyler took him at fourth overall, and I just wasn't willing to do that. So, <laughs> not not intentional either, hey Tyler. Not... <laughs> no, that wasn't the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> That's okay. But hey, contract year, like you said, probably going to have a good season. He's got points already. Yeah, I hope so at fourth overall. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, I guess Matthias Zakholm not playing tonight. Are we are we concerned at this point? Like I I had some concern a few days ago. The fact that he's not playing again tonight, um, not ideal. Is this going to be a season long issue? I don't think so. If they if they take their time with it, I'd rather have him for the last sixty games than the first twenty. So exactly. Um, yep. I'm not I'm not too worried. Now, if he misses the first 60 and plays the last 20, that could yeah. be a bit of an issue, but... Yeah, we might have a problem. <laughs> might have a problem. Oh, boy. Uh, we got some com- comments here from some stranger. I just don't see any improvement on defense. Same old, same old. Jack is fine. Lucky bounce. Yeah, so um, there you have it. So if anyone... Yeah, yeah. If you want to uh, chime in, feel free. Join us on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash heavyhockey. And we're happy to get you in here. We are, like I said, going to go through Ask the Hacks. We get some questions tonight. Should be fun to answer. Um, all right, so we anything else on the Oilers you guys want to talk about quick? No. I don't think so. Pretty scrambly defensive zone coverage in that first period. Pathetic. <laughs> Hopefully the second's better. Vancouver is up 3 uh last year. In the home opener, so yeah, yeah, there's still lots of time, but didn't look we've, very good in the first period. We've got him right where we want him, eh, Tyler? <laughs> I guess Over, overconfident. <laughs> got him right where we want him. Got him right where we want him. All right, uh, let's move on here to hacks highlights around the league. I wanted to start with Connor Bedard. He has looked pretty much as advertised um, through two games: twenty-one thirty-six time on ice per game. One goal, one assist, 11 shots, 18 individual Corsi four, 11 individual scoring chances for seven high dangers uh, scoring chances for 451 power play time on ice, which equates to a 69% power play share, Tyler. And he went at an average draft <laughs> position of 33.4 in Yahoo and 45.91 in Fantrax. Um, my question to you guys, Tyler, I'll go with you first. Does he look like he's going to pay off for those of us that gambled on him in the fourth to fifth round i think so i think like 11 shot attempts um in two games yeah that i think that was in the just the first Sorry. game Eight, 18 shot attempts 11 shots on goal in two yeah. games yeah um uh, that that toe drag to bring it into his feet and snap it like they're eventually going to pay off i know he scored tonight uh on a wraparound of all things but uh, <laughs> he's definitely going to score some goals I know one guy in uh, one of our leagues took him pretty early. Pretty, yeah, me. Pretty early. <laughs> so, I don't know uh, if I would have did that, but um, I think he's going to pay off. I think he's going to score a lot of goals this year. Well, like a complete noob, I took him at that Yahoo ADP of around 35. So it was a gamble <laughs> for sure. But you know what? There's some people out there. Dauber's one of them thinks he could score 90 points this year. We're, I, I'm not that high on him. Like, Bruce, we've talked about it in the summer. Yeah. Our prediction was 42 goals and 72 or 74 points, I think. Yeah. Well, he's not too far off. He's on an 82-point 80, pace right now, so he's uh, he's not too far off from 90. There you go. Plus, he's just going to be fun to watch. And, Tyler, I know you're a fan of taking players that you just like sometimes, so. Yeah. doesn't want me <laughs> anything doing it, but definitely <laughs> do that. I don't know who he's going to play with, though, because I think Taylor Hall spent more time laying on the ice than he did actually playing in that first game. I wasn't able to watch the second one, but 
he didn't know he only made it to the first period of the second when he's out well I, well I think we talk about it a little bit later but he's week to week out injury it's great yeah, we, uh, like being an Oilers fan and watching Taylor Allier and then him leaving and not watching as much how much that guy falls down so much per 60 like, his fall fall down per 60 is is massive he's like is that the next advanced stat they're going to NHL is going to keep track of how many times each player falls down per game per 60? Devin's probably going to keep track of it. Just for fun. <laughs> that might be the new thing. Yeah. Fall on your butt per 60. Uh, yeah, Hall played 7-16 in the second game here, and now he's week to week according to head coach Luke Richardson. So not ideal, um, but they've got okay. some other young guys who will just have to step up. Looks like I'm looking for a new left winger for my win team. Yeah, that was my other point. Condolences to anyone that uh, stepped up and took Taylor Hall. Uh, where'd you take him, Bruce? I can't remember. Uh, in this draft, I think dead last. I think he was one of my last picks, so I'm not really too concerned about it. Pretty yeah, he was the last four. He was the last forward I took. So yeah, he's. Well, he he did play 20 minutes and 44 seconds in game one, almost five minutes on the power play. He was going to get good deployment if he could just stay healthy, but I think that was always a bit of the concern with him yeah. going into this season was if he was going to stay healthy or not. Yeah, managed to make it through one game. Sure did. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited about Bedard. Looks pretty good. Should be fun to watch Looks this Looks really season. good so far. Other than Marshan uh, angling him all over the ice there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for a ride to the bench, Connor. Uh, oh, sorry, wrong bench. Wrong bench. How about Austin Matthews? I want to talk about that guy tonight. As much as that might pain Tyler and some of our listeners on the show, but um Oh, I loved it. I mean, as a hockey fan, even if you don't like the Leafs, this guy has a real propensity for showing up in the season opener and scoring three or four goals. Uh so three goals tonight, one on the power play, eight shots on goal, eleven individual Corsi four, nine individual scoring chances, five high danger scoring chances, three hits. 24 and a half minutes time on ice, 443 power play time on ice, 85 and a half percent power play share. Very nice. Tyler, did you grab him in one league or is that you, Bruce? I did. Yeah. Yahoo League, he was my first overall pick. Yeah, did, fourth overall? Like uh, your, yeah. your fourth overall? Yeah. My, yeah, it was my first round pick, but I think it was fourth overall. Yeah. Probably about where he should have been taken, I'd say. Yep. It was either him or Jack Hughes, and I went Matthews. Looks to have paid off early, Bruce. Good job, buddy. Not too bad. Uh, Tyler, anything else? Any other compliments you want to play, pay Austin Matthews before we move on? I got nothing. You got nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, Tyler, how, how about Owen Power? Signs a seven-year, $58.4 million contract extension, uh, an $8.35 million AAV with the Buffalo Sabres. What do you think? Um, I, I don't know. It's a lot for for a contract for him to kind of grow into um really i mean maybe they save themselves a million dollars a season by signing him right now i think if they bridge them it's probably not going to be too much over nine at any point so i don't know they've got their whole whole core locked up so this is kind of what they're going with so hopefully it works out for them yeah, I, I look at him and I go, that guy's always going to be stuck behind Rasmus Dahlin on the power play. So from a fantasy yeah. perspective, I I don't know that I ever have a ton of interest in Owen Power, as good as he may be. Um, and yeah, he, I mean, it's 
8.35 will look fine in a couple of years probably, right? But uh, it seems a little steep. It seems like a lot of these young guys are getting a lot of money for not having accomplished a whole lot. Yeah, and I, I think if you look at it too, like they didn't save that much uh, by signing him to this right now. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, he plays lots of five-on-five. Five. Um, so, I mean, you're going to get lots of lots of stats there in his five-on-five five play, playing 23 minutes, but um, he's stuck behind Dallin, so not a lot of power play time. Um, the other guy I want to talk about here was Cam Talbot. I feel like we, call, we called that one, boys. We said it. Oof. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I, I hope he plays well. He, he wouldn't have been my first choice to, to start. but Between him and Bruce? Copley, I think. To me, it was a pretty obvious decision. I, I agree. Yeah, like well, like you said, this, his, his relationship with McCollum and, and that hits. Yeah, that's where, where it was going to go. But I would have given Copley a little rope at the beginning of the season because he did kind of, he did great for them. And then they brought in Corpus Allo and kind of shoved them aside. And I'd like to see him get another shot. I see uh, Nathan McKinnon already scored. On, on one of the nine shots the Avs have put on goal. So uh, maybe not the best start for Talbot, but it's also the Avs, I guess, so don't don't panic too much. Um, yeah, there you go. All right, uh, Sam Bennett, doubtful for the season opener at the Minnesota Wild on Thursday because of a lower body injury. Um, head coach Paul Maurice said, I would list him as longer than day-to-day. He's doubtful, doubtful for the opener. I would say he misses a couple of weeks. Played 943 and did not have a point in a 6-3 preseason win against Tampa. Uh, he had three points in three preseason games. So, I don't know. Florida's dealing with a ton of injuries right now. Uh, but it, it looks good for a guy we talked about last night, Evan Rodriguez. Going to get some playing time with, with some key personnel out of the lineup. Lots of good playing time. Hopefully he makes the most of it. Well, I'm sure we'll find out tomorrow, but yeah, playing next to Barkoff and Verhage and then on Power Play 1. Um, if you haven't listened to last night's episode, go give it a listen. We talked about Rodriguez and uh, a number of different guys. The, the other one, actually, we, we talked about, and Tyler, I noticed you picked him up today, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. And I, I knew you were going to do it. The way you were talking last night, I just I knew you were going after <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly, 100%. I actually forgot about it, and then I remembered. I think, like, the guy that I, I don't even remember who I dropped for him. Caco. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I can pick him up almost whenever I want to, so. Sure, yeah. Uh, I don't think Ryan O'Reilly's going to be hanging around on a waiver wire for too long. Oh, no. probably not. It's pretty surprising, actually. 17% rostered in Yahoo and just 51% in fan tracks. Like, it's, it's pretty low, and I think he's going to have a better season here in Nashville than people expect. Oh, pretty low considering first line center, power play, penalty kill. He's going to do everything. So the points are just going to happen just on deployment. Yeah. And with good players, like Roman Yossi is one of the, he's, a, he's a, no worse than the third best defenseman in terms of fantasy hockey. Yeah. So he's going to put up some points with that guy, Philip Forsberg. <clears throat> yeah, he'll get his points. Uh, Shane Wright, 
The number four pick in the 2022 NHL draft was assigned to Coachella Valley of the American Hockey League on Saturday. The Kraken received a special exemption allowing them to send the 19-year-old forward to the HL instead of back to Windsor. Probably a good thing for his development, I would say. Um, I don't, don't know if there's much more he could have done in Windsor. He went yeah. after they sent him down last year. He he crushed it down there. So I think he's done pretty much everything he can do there. Head coach Dave Haxtell said, we see advancements in each part of his game. He's played each of the four available preseason games. We put him into different situations. A couple of games where he's been higher up in the lineup. A couple of games where he's had depth a depth role in the lineup. Uh, Wright had two assists in four preseason games with Seattle. Two points in eight games for the Kraken last season and six points in eight games for Coachella Valley. Helped Canada win a gold medal at the IIHF World Junior Championship. So, um, he'll get there eventually, but too much depth in Seattle right now. Who actually got crushed by Vegas last night. <laughs> Speaking of which. Yeah, Grubauer didn't look that good. He did not. Well, Tyler, to your point the other night, you said he was garbage in preseason, and that's carried who over. carried over. Yep. Yeah. You see that banner raising, though? Uh, no, I try to avoid anything Vegas Golden Knights related. Oh, that's not raising. part of it. Banner raising was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Don't they do their, props. They do that stuff pretty well. They yeah, they annoy me. They just it's too much. It's over the top. Everything they do is over the top. It's Vegas. I know, man. I just I can't I can't get on board with it now. And now that like. I just hate that roster so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, but then, and then Brett Howden last night. That was kind of a bonehead hit. Yeah. That, that wasn't even close. Like, just greasy. Greasy. Yeah. Well, you, Two you look, games. You, look, you watch the hit, right? So, kind of is bent over. Howden just kind of sails over, and it's like, like it just comes right over top of him, right? And he goes... He goes to make the hit. The only thing left is a hit is his head because Tanev's down and Howden's up. So what else are you going to hit? Like, you're not going to catch him on the shoulder. Catch no, him it, on the head and away he goes. Well, and then Tanev's knee looked pretty pretty rough after. Like, just the way it, it, his ankle and his knee, the way it bent back was ugly. So I didn't see, I wasn't watching. I'll have to go back and watch it. Yeah, not ideal. But I guess from that, I took uh, Jonathan March. So looked pretty good. I, I did draft him in fantasy this year. And Aiden Hill, who I think we've kind of been beating that drum all summer. He looked really good. But they did say during the broadcast that it looks like it's probably going to be, like they have a rotation set for October already, and it's going to be a 50-50 or a 60-40 split. Makes sense. Yeah. Because both so, of them are fantastic goalies, so might as well they, use them both. They are. And so I went out and I actually picked up Logan Thompson today in, I think it was in our Experts League, Bruce, where we play with... Uh, Nate and the guys from Apples and Genos because I we only had two goaltenders. I think we had Jari and Ottinger. Um, so I went and picked up Logan Thompson too, just knowing that he's going to get a handful of games every month. Absolutely, every little bit helps. Yeah. Um. Oh my God! Did Brock Besser just score again? Yep. Yeah. Right where we want him. Same as last year. Three nothing. I mean. I, I'm gonna say I do have Brock Besser on my ESPN lineup, so I. This is one of those classic fantasy situations. Like I hate <laughs> what's happening, but. Uh, wow, let's move on. How about uh, Connor Hellebuck and Mark <laughs> Shifley, signing identical seven-year contracts worth eight and a half million dollars per season? Hellebuck's been one of the best goaltenders in the league for the last what five years? Absolutely, he's worth every penny. 
Mark Shifley, how many goals did he score last year? 40? 42, I think. 42 goals last year. Um, I, I did read, again, Sportsnet 32 Thoughts, that part of his decision was was it Dale Howarchuk and just some of the like the influence he had on him in his time in Winnipeg. Yeah. Coached him in juniors, and then they reconnected a bit again in Winnipeg. And yeah, but I, I really like. Did either of you guys see that that contract happening? No, no, no I think it's all. weird. <laughs> I think it's weird. I don't know how you would replace those two players, so I could see why they would want to sign them. Um. I'm just surprised that the players signed more than anything else, but yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, like, well, like we said last night, Hellebuck could have gotten that money pretty much anywhere. Had he, had he you waited think? till free agency? Well, I mean, within reason, I think he only, any, I don't think he would have got eaten. I don't think any team would have signed him to eight and a half million. I think they would have. I think, I think, you, Bruce. I think teams, if that's, if you're missing piece, especially with the lack of like elite goaltenders, they would find room and they would make it happen and they would sign them. Like if I'm looking around the league, Montreal, that really doesn't have a goalie. Like I don't know the contract situations there for either guy, but if you're, if you're Montreal, could you make that work? Um, Oh yeah. They got carry prices LTIR for how many more years? So they can make that work for a while. What about uh, like LA? So you signed Talbot to a, it was a one year deal. You get Talbot and yeah. Copley there. Um, who else here? I mean Columbus. I, I think, Columbus could use trade, a goaltender. Trade Dubois back for Hellebuck. <laughs> Surprise! <That's not> happening. <laughs> Zero percent chance. I, I think New Jersey would be the team, but obviously yeah. not anymore. Um, Columbus would be another team. It'd have to be a team. That would be close to winning. So obviously Columbus probably not quite included, but an American team. Arizona, I think if they take well, a step this year. Yep, I like Arizona. I think Anaheim. Like they're not close to winning, Tyler, but um Well, they pretty much just about killed Gibson every year. Like I'm surprised that he's still alive. Like the guy must have nightmares about pucks. Like really. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. The defense is terrible and you're seeing 30-some shots a night. You're probably seeing them in his sleep. Yeah. I, I guess the point being there is there's there's a few teams that could use a goaltender. and Possibly Seattle. <laughs> I was just thinking that, yeah, if Grubauer is going to keep swirling down the drain, that's probably an option there too. So, anyway. Um, and then, yeah, Mark Shifley. Just, just strange. The whole situation. Yeah, it's very, very weird because no one, like, no one expected it. Not even the usual guys that come out like Dreger and Cerebelli. Well, this they were all caught off guard too, so it must have happened really fast. Yeah, and it, I guess Chevel Dayoff said they're they're going to try and win. Like they're they're dead set on trying to win in Winnipeg. And Bonus said, "We need Shifley. We need Hellebuck. They're going to make me look better." So here we are. Well, yeah, because you look at the pieces they got from the Chita Dubois, it's not, they're not pieces to rebuild or retool. That's that's more of a win now thing than anything. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, speaking of Anaheim, actually, Leo Carlson, second overall pick from this year's draft, was injured during practice last Friday. Uh, lost an edge while skating, crashed on the boards, could not put pressure on his right skate afterwards, and he wasn't on the ice for Tuesday's morning skate and is currently on injured reserve, listed as day-to-day. But I, I had heard from a couple different sources that he may actually start at center with Zegers moving to the wing and Troy Terry. Nice. That would be a that'd be a nice look. Well, yeah. Anaheim's going to be trash again this year anyway, so you might as well try him out in different spots. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and that's why I think size wise it makes sense for him to be in the middle and not Zegers. Probably yeah. give Zegers a little bit more room on the on the walls with the puck. God, it's four nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you can just turn it off, Tyler. There's just probably no point in watching it at this point. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so glad we're on Edmonton Sports Talk talking about the Oilers as they're losing 4 nothing in the opener to Vancouver. This is great. Besser got another one. Good yeah, hat trick now. Wow. <laughs> Two hat tricks. There you go. Uh, hilarious. That's brutal. Let's not talk about it. Um, <laughs> Casey Middlestat, Sabres forward, tweaked an upper body issue on Monday. Officially day-to-day. Fortunately, sounds like he'll be fine. Expected to practice Wednesday. Uh, should be available for Thursday's season opener against the Rangers. Jacob Pelche for the Calgary Flames. First-round pick. Suffered a shoulder injury during preseason action and recently underwent shoulder surgery. He's going to be sidelined long-term. This one here is going to be applicable. Um, oh, Stuart Skinner. In relief. This is just bad. This is just a bad narrative for the Edmonton Oilers to start the season. This is so bad. That one went off his off his foot. It was a cross-ice pass that went off his leg and went in. It, the, this isn't about Campbell. It's trying to get them to maybe do something. <clears throat> but uh, good start. It's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah. Good. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll wake up after this. Maybe. Well, it's a good thing we're going to take a break here in about three minutes, Bruce, so I can go throw up. Yeah, we all need it. We all need it. Well, I'm, I'm just going to – so I should just stay, uh, panic trade my Oilers away? Well, you know, I'm sure glad that I, I drafted Connor David for them to just lay an egg in this first game. It's great. I know, right? Uh, I'm sure okay. Tyler would take him off your hands. They'll trade you Pedersen for him. Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> I, I was going to mention Andrei Svechnikov. He's still working his way back from a knee surgery that he had back in March. He's skating with his teammates, but uh, not not taking contact just yet. Wasn't available for Tuesday's opener against the Sens. Um, or was that tonight? That was tonight, sorry. And uh, probably won't travel with the team on their five-game road trip out west. So still kind of working his way back into things. And actually, I, I mentioned this because we're going to talk about him in our Ask the Hack segment, we had a question about Sveshnikov uh, specifically. So, Pavel Francouz reports indicate that he hasn't fully recovered from an off-season abductor surgery. <clears throat> Recently placed on long-term injured reserve. Uh, what else? Rupe Hintz practiced with the team on Monday, but wasn't taking any contact. He's expected to practice again on Wednesday. And... Uh, They'll see where he's at for Thursday's opener against the St. Louis Blues. I really like Rupe Hintz, but he seems to really struggle to stay healthy. 
He was, it's, well, he was seemed to be better last year. And then I'm not, I don't know what happened this year. Is it preseason or was it before the season? Or I'm not sure what, what all happened there. But yeah, you said he has a, has a little trouble staying healthy. Well, he did play 80 games last season, or sorry, 73 last season, 80 the year before that. So that's better. Could be exaggerating a little bit, but hopefully he's fine. Um, I'm, I'm really fingers crossed. I did draft him this year. Hoping for hundred point upside, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, what else we got? We're coming up to the break here. Wyatt Johnson, speaking of the Dallas Stars, underwent a non-surgical procedure for a minor upper body injury. Full participant in Tuesday's practice, so they expect he'll be in the lineup for Game One against St. Louis as well. We already talked about Matias at home. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, Kings forward, is officially day to day with a lower body injury. And after this morning skate on Wednesday, McClellan said that Arvidsson would miss the first two games of the season. Um, Jared Spurgeon, officially week-to-week with an upper body injury. And with that, we're going to take a break. We'll see you guys in a couple minutes. All right, back to some uh, news. Oh, yeah, dry cell going back. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Cut what one. Were you, what were you worried about, Bruce? Worried about what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything, everything everything's fine. Everything. The dumpster fire burns behind you. Everything's fine. Yeah. All I could think in my mind was that meme from the water boy. We suck again, right? That's just <laughs> Rob Schneider in my head right now. Uh, Eric Halla was on the ice for Wednesday's practice. A good sign. He'll be available for Thursday's opener against Detroit. Let's see where he goes. Uh, Philip Hedel, 24-year-old center, is healthy and available for Thursday's season opener against the Sabres. They took an overly cautious approach with the upper body injury he dealt with during preseason. Sounds like he is absolutely fine, though. And then Josh Norris. I mean, this guy can't stay healthy to save his life. But according to coach DJ Smith, Norris isn't expected to go on LTIR. Uh, I, yeah, they're they're really avoiding it at all costs. So to me, it indicates that they're going to... It'll basically be the 10 days, right, Bruce, as opposed to... Yeah. LTI I would think so. so. And, well, and they're going to be careful with him, right? They're not going to rush him back into the lineup. They're going to make sure that he's, I'm guessing, clo- he's at least 100 percent before they put him back and put him back in the lineup. It's the beginning of the season, like it's. They went last season without him, and now all well, they started this season without him. But you got to be careful because you put him out there too early, and he ruins it again. Then that's what, that's what two years in a row shoulder issues. Yeah, got to be careful with him. Yeah, and after losing five three to Carolina tonight, they're they're definitely missing some of that depth down the middle. Definitely. So we'll see where he goes. Um, again, that's one of the questions we had here for Ask the Hack. So um, something to consider. And speaking of which, I think it's pretty much time to jump into it. We got quite a few questions here tonight. So uh, yeah, this will probably be how we'll wrap up the uh up the show tonight we're not doing a full hour and a half this evening uh just coming off the the long weekend tyler didn't have as much time to prep so his his mouth is not quite <laughs> as full of ho- fantasy hockey knowledge as it usually is um <laughs> so we'll get big problem i spent a lot of time doing prep so this weekend yeah. took a lot out of me so sorry about i know that, i know yeah yeah no hey we're gonna let it slide it happens sometimes don't worry about it um all right where do my notes go First question here we got is from our buddy Jordan Scheistel, who plays with us in our FHHL league. Uh, is this trade veto-worthy? Alexander Barkov, Alex Petrangelo, and Sergei Bobrovsky, 
in exchange for John Klingberg, Michael Backlund, and Linus Allmark. Tyler, I'm going to go to you first because I obviously you commission our ESPN league. You've you have you've had opinions on the past on trades and vetoes and stuff like that. I've got my own opinion on this trade, but uh, what's what's your take on it? Well, if you were making the trade, I would definitely veto it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would. That's that's kind of why I asked you, but Just for really no reason at all. Um, but Barkov's the best player here. Petrangelo, I, I just I don't know why this guy would make that trade to trade them away. I don't see the upside in, in what you're getting back. I know Klingberg playing on the power play. I don't think that that's actually going to last all season. I think I think Toronto is probably at some point, I watched a lot of that game tonight. I think they're going to get tired at some point of what he does when he doesn't play on the power play. And I don't think it's going to be quite the season that they thought they were signing him for. Um I mean, Backlund's a third-line center. He's going to have a decent season, but yeah, I, I I would probably veto it, especially if it was Devin or his brother <laughs> or anyone closely related to him. <laughs> All right, Bruce, give us your breakdown of that trade. I, I'm i curious to hear what you think. I would probably veto it too. I'm just wondering if the reason why it's that is are they thinking that Allmark is going to repeat last year? And that's what the trade is based off of. Because if you take Allmark of last year, then it balances a bit better. But that's the only reason why I could think that they would want to do this trade because Barkoff and Peter Angelo for Klingberg and Backlund is like trading. You just no, no, you can't do that. It's not even it's not even close. Like yeah, I, but, that's really the only maybe glimmer in this entire trade is, is Allmark. But I, I really think like, in my opinion, and I think we've talked about this lots, Allmark's not going to be anywhere close to what he was last season. No, I don't think so. If he does fantastic, but I, I just don't see it either. I, I can't see them repeating that. Like, I don't think you can bank on that for the purposes of this trade. And, and I will say Tyler, John Klingberg had a, a good game tonight. Like he, you know, two assists, um, plus two, two hits. Uh, point of the power play, he played almost five minutes on the power play, 88% power play share, just about 25 minutes time on ice. He he did everything you'd expect for him to do. I, I don't know what Riley's stats look like in comparison, but for anyone that grabbed Klingberg, I think you, you feel pretty good about what you saw tonight. Yeah, I think so. I just don't see it. I just don't see it lasting. Like he, in the defensive zone, he is, he's awful. Um, hopefully... Like, if you're just going to play him on the power play, then fine. But the other thing is he didn't really have anything to do with any of their power play working tonight when you watch the game. Um, but having a right shot rather than having Riley there is probably what they want. But, I mean, it was a, it was a good first game. I just don't see it lasting the whole season. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's one game, right? So we can't get too amped up about it, but he did play more time than, than Morgan Riley did overall as well. So I, I'm very curious to see how that shakes out. And I think based on where you got Morgan or not Morgan Riley, but uh, John Klingberg, you're probably quite happy. Um, now I, I think Tyler, you, you've been a Morgan Riley guy too. And you, so you're probably banking on him having some staying power long, long term. 
Yeah, I'm not super confident in it, but I've <laughs> taken I've taken them pretty much every year. Um, and maybe that's just me more hoping that <laughs> Riley kind of takes that back over. But uh, but yeah, I just think that's the only reason you bring John Klingberg in. Honestly, is to run that power play. But which to me just kind of keeps Riley fresh for five on five and and your penalty kill. So. Um, yeah, it, but in terms of this trade, Barkov has 100-point upside. Petrangelo, 50 points probably in his sleep. Uh, Bobrovsky, probably going to have a rough start to the year, but could have a good finish. Backlund and Klingberg, whatever. I just For me, it's 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 a pretty suspect trade. I, I don't like this trade. Um, I, I'd maybe, I would vote to veto it. I don't know if I, as a commissioner, I would just outright veto it, but I would for sure put it out there as a vote. Um, this one is from Gringo Golfer. What are your thoughts on Josh Norris this year? Basically, what I'll say is, uh, yeah, I, I saw that, Tyler. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't need to talk about it anymore, do we? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? Maybe we'll get like an influx of, of listeners now and, and people on the YouTube channel just because the Oilers are so freaking terrible. I doubt anyway, it. Anyway, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but I mean, at least... They- <laughs> Give up on the game. fantasy team, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, take some solace in that, buddy. Uh, yeah, Josh Norris. Look, he's a good player. Can't stay healthy. He's got a grand total of 133 games played since 2019. He was a first rounder in 2017. 35 goals, and he played at a 68 point pace in 66 games in 2021-2022. Shot rate isn't that great. Um, I think probably, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but I think there's probably some equal or better fantasy assets on the waiver wire, depending on the league you're playing in. Tyler picked him up yesterday. Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Thomas Novak. Also from the Predators. Mm-hmm. Be available. Yeah, I think there's lots of good options out there. I I wouldn't. Unless you've got an injury placement and you really, really want Norris and you've got a place you can stash him there. Otherwise, I would just run. Run away. Yeah, I, I do. You, I would do the same thing. I, I mean, it, it all depends on how many IR spots you have available to use <laughs> throughout the season. Uh, but I think even using that spot to stream somebody would be better than trying to hold a spot for him. Yeah, yeah, that, I agree. I think you could, if you wanted to be patient, if you, if like you said, Bruce, if you really like that player, you could just wait and see where it is. They're they're not putting him on LTIR, so he's not going to be the the ten days or whatever it is. Twenty four, um, or sorry, twenty four, twenty four and ten games. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, so it, it'll be sooner than that. You could just if you had IR stash him and see how it goes. But I realistically, there's probably better options. Uh, maybe that's an opportunity just to take a swing on a young on a young player, on a rookie like some some like Matt Coronado if you wanted to. Or yeah, like that'd said, be a Ryan, great right? good one to start with. There's or options out there. The kid that made Boston, what was his name? He got an assist tonight. Uh, Poitras. Yeah, he'd be a good one to to pick too. Pavel Zaka, like he's going to play. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he did tonight, but he's going to play top line, top power play. Have exposure to David Pasternak. Yeah. New hook for Montreal. Got two goals tonight. He's center. He's a center. Mm-hmm. Lots um, of options out there. Goal Caulfield had a goal tonight. Bruce. And one call back. 
Yeah, he's on his way to 50. He's going to he do is. it. He'll do it. He's going to do it. Uh, okay, yeah, so there you go. And if you want, uh, Gringo Golfer, if you're listening, like I said earlier, just go back and check out the episode we released last night. That's going to give some more wave water uh, targets for this week and beyond. So give that a listen. This one here is from our buddy Charlie P, who is a regular listener and follows us on Instagram. Andre Sveshnikov or Philip Forsberg. Also, Nikolai Ehlers or Philip Forsberg. So, Tyler, I'll go to you first because I, I know you, you're you a Svech guy. Yeah, Svechnikov over Forsberg for sure. And then probably Forsberg over Ehlers based on ice time. And I mean, one guy's going to play first line, one guy's third line, second line, maybe. So, yeah. Bruce, how do you see it? Uh, same thing. I, I take Sveshnikov over Forsberg. Although Forsberg is healthy right now, Sveshnikov isn't. So I guess that would be one flip or one going the other way. But yeah, Ehlers I'm running away from. Until I can actually see him putting up points, I'm running away from him. because I get burned by him too once. So not uh, not high on him. Yeah, I, I think after seeing what's transpired here with his deployment in the preseason, I have very little to no interest in Nikolai Ehlers, uh, given his injury history and all the rest of it. But yeah, between Sveshnikov and Forsberg, I think in a bangers league, Sveshnikov might be the easy choice here, given that he's he's hit uh, two-plus hits per game um, in each of the past three seasons. He has struggled to stay healthy, which is the concern for me, like you had mentioned, Bruce, but... Um, yeah, he's he's played at a 70-point pace or better in three of the past four seasons as well. The only thing I, I like about Forsberg that maybe Sveshnikov doesn't get is, like, Forsberg is a bona fide power play one guy. He's always going to play on the top left-wing spot. Sveshnikov kind of gets bounced around. Like, sometimes he's playing first line, sometimes he's playing third line. Uh, sometimes he's on power play one, sometimes he's not. So I'd have some concerns with his deployment just for consistency's sake. Whereas Forsberg, I think, has comparable shot rate and doesn't hit as much, but I think he hit 1.7 times per game uh, last season. It's not too bad for a forward. No, it's it's actually pretty good. So I think Forsberg, for me, there's some value there too, but um, I'd probably still just give Sveshnikov the slight edge and then I'd go Forsberg and then, as Bruce said, run away very fast from Nikolai Ehlers. <laughs> Uh, this is from Sasha Lagarde. So Sasha, thanks for listening. Thanks for submitting another question in a league that holds four defenseman spots. Is it worth rostering five to six defensemen in order to maximize those slots? Or is it better to use the extra bench slots on forwards? Uh, general question has been asked by some of my students who are getting into fantasy hockey. Bruce, I'll go to you this one. Go to you on this one first. For me, generally, I always carry one extra defenseman. And then I leave the rest for forwards and I'll carry an extra goaltender too. So I'll carry three goalies. The odd time I'll carry four, but mostly three goalies, one extra defenseman and the rest go to the forward ranks is how, is how I generally do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I usually like if, if I have slots for six, I just have six. The rest of them are filled out with forwards. Um, I didn't do that to start this year. Uh, but Generally, I try and do that because once you start getting deeper in your 
and you're slotting for defensemen in five and six, it, they're not doing a lot for you at that point. I'd rather have a forward. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I think I kind of agree with what Bruce is saying. Like, if if I've got two goaltender slots, I've got a third goaltender. And with the option to maybe stream a fourth, Bruce, like it just to yeah. optimize games, I, I would do something like that. I'll never carry four goalies if I can help it. Um, but in terms of defensemen, I'd like to have at least one extra defenseman. I say I, I would rarely have two extra defensemen. Um, but I, I don't think you can just carry four D-men and then fill out the rest of your roster with forwards because I think you'll have a hard time optimizing games played. Like you'll, you'll just have a log jam at the forward position, right? So you have to then at that point decide who's sitting and who's playing, particularly on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays when the, the lineup is full. Yeah, it's exactly. I, I have trouble sit, sitting forwards and sitting there seeing, oh, there's two defensive spots. Like I yeah. had a trouble with that. I'd have to, I'd want to have some kind of a mix to make yeah. sure that I'm using, using all the slots that I can. I mean, if you can't get a high-end scoring defense, we can get somebody who's going to put up, you know, two or three points just from hits and blocks and shots and, and maybe an assist yeah. here and there, right? Like, Exactly. Two or three points is better than nothing. That's how I survived last year on defensemen when half my defensemen all got hurt so there you go <coughs> excuse me all right this one is from patty uh, or at marine mom on twitter or x lucas reichel or gabe velarde for the rest of the season it's a non-keeper 14 team head-to-head uh, league that counts goals assists shots on goal blocks and hits devin you want to go first I guess I'm going to go first because you guys already know my answer, but it's it's got to be Gabe Velarde. Uh, and and that was my initial thought even before Taylor Hall went down because Lucas Reichel may see some time, some additional time with Connor Bedard at this point. But um, I think it's for me, it's still Gabriel, Gabriel Velarde playing next to Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor on the top line, five on five. He's going to get power play one time. I think he's a breakout candidate this year. I think we had him for, you know, 67 points this year, Bruce. I think he can... Yeah. He could hit that if he stays healthy and given that deployment. So for me, it'd be Gabe Velarde. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, same thing. I mean, yeah. That that one to me is easy. Has to be Velarde. Yeah, the same. Just Velarde is like you said. There's a lot more talent around him than I guess. Frankel does play on the first play with Bedard, he'll get a little bit of a Bedard bump, but not not as much as Velarde will playing with the, with the line mates he's got there. Outside of Bedard, there's not a whole lot in the first two lines for Chicago. Yeah, I, I think there's just more uh, more certainty around Velarde. Like, it's, it's tough with young players, especially in a bad team like Chicago. Um, and the only thing, like, you could maybe try to make an argument <clears throat> would be in a keeper situation or a dynasty situation, but you know, Velarde is, he's still just 24 even, years old. Yeah, even then it's tough. You know, he's, he's a young guy. Uh, and, and he's going to hit that 200-game threshold, breakout threshold this year, which if you're a follower of Dauber Hockey, you know what I'm talking about. But um, he's right there. So, uh, seven is that from tonight? What's that? It looks like Gabe Velarde has seven shots on goal. I don't know if that's this is this is from Frozen Tools. I don't know if that's accurate. I'm just gonna check the box scores here if I can. 
Jets, Flaherty. Yes, yeah. Gabriel Flaherty has seven shots on goal tonight. There you go. Devin made, Devin made a good pick. Surprise, surprise. So, yeah, I surprised myself even, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brock Besser had a hat trick tonight, and, and Flaherty's got seven shots on goal so far. So that's... Uh... The only two guys in your team that are doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, and I have Conrad <laughs> David on my roster. Go figure, hey? David's got a power play assist. Okay. Okay, he did something. Go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's that's the answer to that question. <clears throat> so thanks, Patty, for submitting that one. Appreciate it. Keep uh, keep those questions coming. We're happy to answer them. This one is from Rylan or at Sports Only on Twitter or X. I have an empty roster spot in a bangers category league with no plus minus or face-off wins. What's the outlook for Nick Paul, Philip Heedle, and Chandler Stevenson? Are any of them sneaky pickups? Bruce, I'll go to you first. Okay. So Tyler Zeger. Tyler Zeger. Actually. It's because I already did it. It's because I already did it yesterday. Yeah, it's, I would say Stevenson too. He's Heedle has got too many people in front of him. Nick Paul possibly. Like Paul was off to a, a good start here last night. He got two goals last night. But I think over the if you're looking over the season long, I think Stephenson's probably there. Stevenson, sorry, will be the will be the one. Uh where's he playing right now? Is he playing with Stone? He was playing with Stone on the second line. Oops. And the first and I, power play. And the first power play. That's what I was it, gonna check if he's still on the first power play. Yeah, and I think like he to me he seems the most dependable or the most consistent of the three. Like he he's coming off sixty four and sixty five point campaigns. Um two points, one goal, eighteen and a half minutes time on ice, four twelve power play time on ice. Seems like a, a good bet there. T- to your point, though, Bruce, like Nick Paul, and, and we joked about it. I had him in our, our Hackstars post uh, on Twitter this morning, but people were joking about a Nick Paul rush on the waiver wire. And <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's probably some truth to that, looking at what he did in game one. He is center left-wing eligible. He's just 9% rostered. Two power play goals, one assist, three shots on goal, uh, six shot attempts, Five individual scoring chances for 16, 12 time on ice and six and a half minutes on the power play. Just about 80% power play share last night. Very nice. Yeah. So I guess you could maybe make a case for Nick Paul too, but I think Tyler, I'd probably agree with you. Chandler Stevenson um, has consistently put up 60 plus point seasons. So Paul's just a little too streaky. Yeah. For me, where's Stevenson's? Consistent. It's a good pickup for the Knights from picking him up from Washington, I think is where he came from, because he was kind of toiling in the bottom six in the in Washington. And he I don't think he's left the top six since he's made it to Vegas. Um yeah, and then like Filipino. So where where is he playing right now, Bruce? Because like he was on that kid line last year with Kako and uh Lafreniere. The second line center between Panarin and Lafreniere. See, and I actually really like that deployment. If he can stick there. And then he's got second center on the second power play. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably say Stevenson, Paul, and then and then Heedle. For now. Yeah, I'd go with that. Uh, 
All right, and then we got one more question here. Um, this is from, I believe it was Mark on Twitter. I'm just going to look at this. Yeah, Mark. And I apologize, Mark. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your last name. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of Zs in there and, and CKIs. So, I, I'm, yeah, just not, not going to happen tonight. But thank you for the question. Appreciate it. Uh, his question to us was actually concerning Leon Dreisaitl. So I, I have Leon Dreisaitl. And how much longer will he be a beast? Forever. <laughs> He's never going to stop. He is inevitable. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Exactly. Uh, yeah, he said his like, contract's over. He'll stop. Yeah, you know, and even then, he probably won't stop. No, he'll go to. He'll go back to Germany and continue. Exactly. He'll drink wine before the game and uh, go out and just wine a beer. Bunch of, yeah. <laughs> Yager will come over from the Czech Republic and play with him too. <laughs> yeah. Two guys with huge butts just uh, protecting the puck and scoring a pile of goals. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Absolutely. Exactly what you're thinking. You know what? He references butt himself. So I'm just I'm just saying what dry says. It's on the record, man. Um, it is now. Well, it was, it was before. It was before. I just reiterated it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he said, who would you trade? Uh, for now or later before he starts regressing. So I guess, I guess the first thing is just established. Leon Dreisaitl is not going to regress anytime soon, uh, barring any a, a major catastrophic injury. Because I don't know how old he is. How old is he right now? 20, 28? No, I don't think he's that old. He is... Where is Edmonton? 27. 27. Yeah, 27. But he'll be turning 28 on the 27th of October, it looks like. So, um, but no, like he's just coming into his prime. Like he's an, an elite level players like this, Tyler, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but they have the ability to to play at a high level for a long time, like well into their 30s. The game that he plays, like he can not even be able to skate, which we've seen in the playoffs a couple of years, years ago. And he can still put up, almost as many points as McDavid could with the way McDavid can skate. So, I mean, he could be 35 to 40 and just sit there and take one-timers from the goal line and dish pucks. Yep. His game isn't built on foot speed, so. I I agree. Well, you look at at Pavelski, you look at even Blake Wheeler is still playing. Crosby, Ovechkin, they're all in their late 30s and they're still producing. Some, plays, some people are saying Crosby could hit 100 points already and he's 36, 37. 36. Like, mm-hmm. So Ovi's only 72 goals away from Gretzky's record. So it's, yeah, I think he'll get there. Dreisaitl will be around for a very long time. I, and the thing is too with with dry settles, he's just he's such a smart player. Like he just understands the game, and as you had said, Tyler, he he was able to adapt his style of play based on his injury, right? So didn't didn't go well with it, with a high ankle sprain. He figured it out, and he's still what do you have seventeen points in thirteen games? Well, I can't it was ridiculous. Like it, it was, you never even would have known he had an ankle sprain. Well, you would have you see it in his skating, but he just. He said he knows where to go and he knows what to do. It's uh yeah, he had 32 points in 16 games in 2021, 2022. 
in the playoffs. Yeah, and he only plays cool. from one third of the ice anyway, so <laughs> doesn't really have to get around. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, just really quick though, if you guys, we got a minute and a half here, and then we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. Um, but if you had to make a trade, let's let's say you, you had a crystal ball and you knew exactly when Leon Drysaddle was gonna start going downhill. Uh, Tyler, who's a player you'd trade Drysaddle for right now? Jack Hughes, maybe. It's a good one. Just based on age, the fact that he could kind of push that maybe 110 number. I mean, that's that might be it. I, I like Jack Hughes a lot, and, and the age. Tage Thompson, maybe. Um, or Connor Bedard, but I don't think anyone's trading Connor Bedard for you, so... Uh, that's where I would start. I would start with Bedard, and if, he's, if that one says no, then work my way down to the other ones. But that's where I would start. Okay. Because this year, this year, Drysaddle will have more <clears throat> points than Bedard. But as Bedard plays more, that number is going to start balancing. Yeah, eventually, for sure. Um, okay, guys, we got 15 seconds here. Thanks again for the good episode. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at FH Hacks or on Instagram, uh, Fantasy Hockey Hacks. Make sure you check out the website, fantasyhockeyhacks.com, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your directory of choice episode Sunday night. Take care, guys. Good night. See you guys.